0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by my favorite college in America, Hillsdale College, which proudly refuses every penny of government funding to remain independent. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed. Locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. For the pro-Hamas Nazi American media, not all civilians are alike, as I posted this morning. The Sunday show hosts expressed their displeasure with Israel defending itself insisting that Israel is not doing enough and must do more to protect civilians. Of course, not one of them explains how Israel is to fight upwards of 50,000 Palestinian terrorists in Gaza, many of whom have moved to South Gaza and, as is known to all, use the civilians to protect themselves. 50,000 terrorists. It's relevant and important to note that not one of these Sunday hosts, has ever expressed this kind of concern about the slaughter of civilians in Iran, which is ongoing, the slaughter of civilians in China, which is ongoing, the slaughter of civilians in Syria, which is ongoing, and so forth and so on. There's something horribly immoral about the American media and how they report with self-righteous indignation their supposed concern for civilian deaths, but only the collateral deaths of civilians in Gaza that Israel is trying, like no other military on the planet, to avoid. That's certainly not the case with any terrorist group or state, like Hamas and Iran, among numerous others, who slaughter their own civilians in order to stay in power and impose their Islamist ideology, And target and slaughter civilians in Israel, Yemen, and anywhere else where they think they can achieve their Islamist objectives. But it's time to face facts, America. For the Marxists and the Islamists, of course. For the American media. For the Democrat Party. For the Biden regime. They are using civilian deaths... As a weapon against Israel, just as Hamas intended, while they ignore all the purposeful, targeted, and mass slaughter of civilians taking place throughout the globe. Only Israel faces relentless media attention and condemnation because the media and the Democrat Party and the Biden regime are as anti Semitic as our colleges and universities. And the Islamist front groups funded and networked in our own country that feed him that feed them this data and they do not want israel to defeat hamas because the jewish lives in israel are simply not important enough for the marxist ideology to reign for the biden blinken foreign policy to continue And for the contemptible, unconscionable American media that supports all of it. All of it. What about the civilians? They keep asking the Israelis. What about the civilians? What about them? What about them? It's a fair question. Who are these civilians? Who are these civilians? Oh, they're Palestinians. Okay. The media keep telling us a fiction that there's a huge difference between Hamas, Palestinian terrorists, and the Palestinian population. This is what they keep telling us. Is it true? And if it's true, based on what? A couple of interviews? No, it's a lie, actually. There's almost no daylight between the Palestinian terrorists who call themselves Hamas and the Palestinian citizens in the Gaza Strip and in Judea and Samaria. We know this as a matter of fact. And I've pointed out to you in the past reports that have been done polls and surveys that have been conducted that tell us exactly this. That 85%, let me read this to you, from the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, although they didn't conduct the poll or the survey. Assuming my computer plays along here, Mr. Producer, which of course it won't. Here we are. A new poll, this came out, about 10 days ago, I mentioned it in passing. Supporting terror and rejecting peace. That's the Palestinians. The results of a new market research conducted by the Arab World for Research and Development, all right, and I mention this as I say, but I want to underscore it. Among Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip and Judea and Samaria, the so-called West Bank, give a penetrating insight into the mindset of the Palestinians, writes the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, a think tank. Now you'll note that most of this has been ignored by most of the American media because they want their narrative to continue. The results of new market research, for over three decades the international community has supported both the Palestinians and the Palestinian Authority. The results of the survey show that Palestinians overwhelmingly support terrorism, reject peace, and are fundamentally ungrateful towards the countries that have supported and funded them. The Palestinian attitudes reflected in the survey do not grow in a vacuum. Instead, they are representative of the complete adoption of the constant and poisonous message of the Palestinian Authority. They are inaccurate, albeit bleak and painful reflection of the total implosion of the so-called Oslo paradigm. That was the first piece in our time deal involving Rabin and the other leftists. If the international community truly seeks peace in the Middle East and a brighter future for all its residents, policies must change and a new paradigm must be adopted. Now let's take a look at some of these results. Palestinians support terror, reject peace, and deny Israel's right to exist. When taken as a whole, the results indicate that an overwhelming percentage of the Palestinians support the October 7 massacre, 75%. Reject coexistence with Israel, 86%. Are committed to the restoration of, quote-unquote, historic Palestine as a final solution, 71%. And support the creation of a Palestinian state from the river to the sea, in other words, the obliteration of the Jews, 75% as the end of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Interestingly, there's more support for the October 7 massacre from the Palestinian residents in Judea, Samaria, 83%, than those in the Gaza Strip, 64%. Support for terror organizations. The Palestinian positive perception of the terror organizations remains high, despite their role in carrying out the massacre and the disastrous results. Breaking down the response. How come none of the Sunday shows did this, Mr. Blusen? How come Jake Tapper has all completely ignored this? How come Wolf Blitzer has? How come Joe Scarb and Mika Brzezinski have ignored this, Andrea Mitchell? How about all the reprobates on MSNBC and CNN? Not one of them. Because they push a fiction. It's the Jews. We get this from Muslims on these networks. We get this from atheists on these networks. We get this from Democrats on these networks, all of whom really are Democrats. We get this from self-hating Jews on these networks. Their hate for Jews and their support for anti-Semitism is quite diverse. They've struck the diversity chord breaking down the response 76% believe that Hamas plays a somewhat to very positive role 84% believe Palestinian Islamic Jihad that's the Muslim Brotherhood plays a somewhat to very positive role 80% believe that Fatah's terror wing the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigades plays a somewhat to very positive role and 88 excuse me 89% 9 out of 10 Believe that Hamas's armed wing, the Al Qassam Brigades, plays a somewhat to very positive function. Does this sound like people who want to live in peace? A brand new country. Does it? Palestinians hold fundamentally racist views. Looking at this survey, the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs declares and declares correctly. And I dare Jake Tapper to take this information with graphs and present it. I dare Wolf Blitzer to do it. I dare Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski to do it. I dare them all. All of them. When asked about U.S. and Western support for Israel against the terrorists, against the terrorists, 91.5% agreed with the attitude That the support is the result of the, quote, influence of the Israeli lobby. The Jews are behind it. 85.5% agreed that the support is the result of, quote, hatred of Arabs, unquote. You know, it's interesting. A uh, majority of the Israeli Arabs support Israel in this war. And many of them are fighting in this war. I guess it depends what Arabs you ask. 79.5% agreed with the belief that the support for Israel is the result of hatred of Muslims in Islam. The brainwashing and indoctrination is going well, hasn't it? But don't worry, Blinken and Biden have a solution. Take Judea and Samaria, the so-called West Bank, and give it to the Palestinians. Because they're different than Hamas. Hamas is Palestinian. Islamic Jihad of Palestine is Palestinian the PLO is Palestinian the al-Aqsa martyrs brigades they are Palestinian along the side the disdain for the US and Western countries the Palestinians also believe that moderate Arab countries also play a negative role according to these Palestinians Were surveyed the United Arab Emirates plays the most negative role, 96%. Followed by Saudi Arabia, 95.5%. Egypt, 84.6%. And Jordan, 75.6%. All these countries have made peace with Israel or consider the possibility. While support for terror organizations is high, over 87%, the Palestinians believe that the Palestinian Authority plays a negative role. Only 23% believe that Fatah plays a positive role. When asked who should govern the Gaza Strip and the areas in Judea and Samaria that are under the control of the Palestinian Authority, 8.4% support the Palestinian Authority. In comparison, 85.8% supported Hamas, continuing to play a role in the Palestinian government. What do you think of that, folks? These are the obviously moderate and peaceful Palestinians. And they conclude, when asked who would emerge victorious from this war, 72.6% said Palestine would. 74.3% expect the war to end with a Palestinian victory that, quote, achieves the liberation of Gaza from the Israeli invasion, unquote. Gaza was never Palestinian, not by any argumentation, no matter how spun. Nobody occupies it but the Palestinians. So when you're talking about 90%, 88%, 84%, at lowest 79%, ladies and gentlemen, there's almost no difference between the Hamas Palestinian terrorists and the Palestinian population. I'm not talking about all Palestinians all over the world. I'm talking about Palestinians in the Middle East. And now you know why Talib Rashida Talib is who she is. Between her ears I'm talking about. Because this is the kind of poison, cancerous, barbaric hate that's been passed down to her. But these are the facts. And it's funny how CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all the outlets that reach most of the people have killed this. They've smothered it with a pillow. What about the Palestinian civilians? I don't know. How many of them have been mass raped? I'm going to get into this. How many of them have been decapitated? How many of them have been burned by motorcycle fumes and been tattooed? Mark... Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. It is amazing to hear what we say here, Mr. Producer, behind the microphone, repeated within 24 or 48 hours elsewhere. Hey, I have an idea. Yep, and you should. Congressman Jim Banks, hopefully will be the next governor of Indiana. He's pressing the president of the University of Pennsylvania, Liz McGill, at this House. Hearing the Education Committee, the Republicans were fantastic. Cut eight, go.
1: Why did Penn let Professor Ahmad Amala off the hook, who led hundreds of students in chanting, there's only one solution, intifada revolution? Why does that professor still have a job at your university? Representative, our approach to uh, speech is, as I identified, it follows and is guided by the United States Constitution, uh, which... Allows for robust perspectives. Uh, I disagree with the characterization uh, that we treat speech differently. Uh, Let's hold on
0: a minute, just so you understand the Constitution. You are free to say as you wish without government interference, as long as it doesn't cross the line. But you're not free to be a professor, to have tenure. To use a college campus to advance your speech. That goes back over 125 years with a Supreme Court decision. In other words, say whatever you want, as long as you're not actually inciting materially violence. But where you say it matters, where you say it matters. And if you're saying it for the purpose of threatening, intimidating, and even trying to create an uprising against certain students on campus, which is supposed to be the place of academic freedom and free speech, obviously that's not protected by the United States Constitution. Go ahead. Any
1: individual disciplinary proceedings? The same goes for Penn Professor Ann Norton, who's repeatedly denied Hamas's worst Atrocities on October 7. Or how about Huda Fakhreddin, who romanticized the murder of over a thousand Israeli Jews as, quote, Palestine inventing a new way of life and clapped as a speaker said Jews should go back to Berlin and Moscow. Why remember, is that- these
0: Remember, these are professors who are paid, who are paid by the school and the taxpayers they're not required to have these jobs. There's no compulsion in the Constitution that compels that. None. People don't get jobs or are fired from jobs all the time for offensive language. Some people can call it sexual harassment. Some people can call it racism and bigotry. Ask your HR department. Many of you who work at corporations Once or twice a year, you go through these training seminars, what you can and cannot say, what you can and cannot do. But apparently if it involves Jews, the elimination of Jews, the killing of Jews, the threatening of Jews, somehow that's protected under the First Amendment. I'll ask you again, would any one of these presidents of these universities, by the way, all women, would they say that if it was a different minority? If it was... Black people? Or what if it were gay people? Or LGBTQI-XYZ people? Or any other people on the face of the earth? No, they would say, it's not protected. So what's going on here? You know what's going on here. All throughout the 1930s, Harvard, University of Virginia... Most of these other schools. They had many professors who supported Hitler in the Third Reich. Did you know this? I'm going to talk about this extensively. Either on Saturday or Sunday on Fox. I have to decide which night. Books have been written about this. Did you know that? Scholars have written about this. Do you know that? Even in the middle of the Holocaust. These colleges and universities. We're promoting the Third Reich. We're promoting extermination and anti-Semitism. And many of these colleges and universities, guess what, folks? Got money from the German authorities. Sound familiar? Well, it is familiar. It's happening again. Go ahead. You still have a job at your
1: university? I'm very troubled by what you're describing, Congressman, that kind of... uh, You're you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. You're defending it. You allow these professors to teach at your college. You create a safe haven for this type of anti-Semitic behavior. You said something earlier about anti-Semitism being symbolic of the larger society. Your university is a hotbed of it. And one of the reasons that we're seeing a rise of anti-Semitism... As an unsafe environment for, for Jewish college students all over this country. You're largely responsible for it.
0: And what's not said in most of the media is that the litigation being brought against these universities and colleges for what they're doing would not be possible but for the presidency of Donald Trump. He signed the executive order extending and expanding Title Six of the Civil Rights Act. The Bushes didn't sign it. Obama didn't. Biden, when people asked him to expand it, sat on it. Donald Trump did it. You know, Hitler. Worse than Hitler. He did it. It's a little early yet, but I'm going to be spending committing my my waking hours, the time I have on this earth during the course of this next election exposing the democrats, exposing biden, defending the republicans and should trump be the nominee defending trump. Because we got to get our story straight. And we got to fight this propaganda big time. My wife and I were talking today, well we talk every day obviously, but especially if people would read American Marxism and the Democrat Party Hates America, they'd know everything there is to know about what's going on, what has gone on, and what's going to go on. Those two books lay it all out comprehensively, in a scholarly way, but in a way that is comprehensible to everybody and anybody. Those two books Which is why you can't find the Democrat Party Hates America now in most retail stores. At the height of the holidays, Mr. Producer, Barnes & Noble has it in the back. Costco has removed it. But I don't blame Costco. Costco's done a good job. They have one big table. But you won't find it in any of the major national retail bookstores right now. At the height of Hanukkah and Christmas. So, you have to order it on Amazon. Or if you choose to go into one of these stores, you got to tell them go in the back, get it, and dust it off if you choose to do that. Those two books. Forget about my other eight books, at least for now. Those two books will tell you everything you need to know. Everything. And listen to this, University of Pennsylvania dimwitted president she lies about the first amendment she doesn't care and then we have marxists like bernie sanders you heard these committees this committee today you've heard some of what i've played for you but the day before in the us senate as the media like to say bernie sanders a jewish senator was condemning the state of Israel, because Bernie Sanders is a Marxist. Marxists do not tolerate faith, including Judaism. Bernie Sanders was born as a Jew. That's his ethnicity. But he rejects it as a religion. He rejects a Zionist state. He rejects the biblical history of the Jews. He rejects all of it. He embraces Marxism. Let's listen to this fool. Cut nine. Go
2: at a time when over 250 people have been killed in the West Bank. I'm not talking about Gaza talking about the West Bank
0: since October 7. And what did they do there in the West Bank? Even if we accept your number, I don't. But for argument's sake. So the Jews go into the West Bank, you see Judea and Samaria, their industrial, their uh, their uh, ancestral homeland, and they just go around shooting Palestinians because that's what Jews do. We know that. That's what the Israelis do. They go around. They look, they look for people to kill and rape and maim. Is that what they're doing in Gaza? Is that what they're doing in Judea and Samaria? This is a sick bastard, this Bernie Sanders. B.S. Bernie Sanders. A self-hating buffoon. Show me one example. One Where an IDF soldier in Gaza or in Judea and Samaria raped a Palestinian, period. Show me one example. And they keep pointing to it during the course of this war. Look at them committing these war crimes. One example where they decapitated a Palestinian baby's head. Just give me one. Or they shoved the Palestinian baby in an oven. One example, I ask. One example. Or they used motorcycle fumes to two little kids. Give me one example. Just one. Give me one example. Where they took Palestinian women hostages. And now in the Daily Mail, the most disgusting, horrendous thing you can think of and shot them in the vagina and shot them in their breasts and shot them in their backside. Give me one damn example. Bernie Sanders is a punk. He's a puke. He's an old red under his ideology, 100 million people have been slaughtered and billions have been enslaved. This pathetic, stupid throwback endorsed every communist regime during his lifetime, whether it was Brezhnev or Castro or Mao. It didn't matter. And then when these atrocities were so they didn't do it. they didn't do it right. He reversed his course. What kind of a kook? has his honeymoon in Moscow during the Cold War. And we tolerate him as some kind of grandfatherly figure. No, he's not. He hates this country. He hates you. He's a democratic socialist, but he votes with the Democrats. Of course they do. All the Marxists in the end are Democrats. All the Islamists are Democrats. All the Hamas supporters in this country are Democrats. That's the party when they go around talking about Trump trying to destroy democracy. Unbelievable. Mark Levin.
3: Seeking the truth never gets old.
0: You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. I wanted to remind you of a few things. We appreciate all of our affiliates, AM and FM. We appreciate Sirius XM Satellite. We appreciate our live streaming, YouTube, and all the rest. So you can always listen to this show no matter what. We've been gaining affiliates, but if we're preempted, we should lose one or two. There's always a way to listen to this program. Our podcast numbers are skyrocketing. I don't even promote this, the podcast. We now have, again, an effort by the automobile industry to eliminate radio from automobiles. That would be a death blow to AM radio in particular. So it's very, very important that I and we, us, have choices, have diversity of platforms. Because you never know what's going to happen, these constant efforts to stifle free speech, and me in particular. So we will never allow that because of our ubiquity with broadcast platforms. And so again, I wanted to tell you that if you want to listen to our podcast, which is, in essence, this radio show, You can go to MarkLevinShow.com, click on Audio Rewind at the top, and pick your favorite podcast platform. It's that simple. Or you can go to your favorite podcast platform directly, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., and search Mark Levin Show and subscribe for free. You can go to YouTube, where we have our own Mark Levin channel. Of course, you can go to SiriusXM Satellite. You can go to live streaming. And, of course, you can go to our affiliates, who we appreciate very, very much. Just pointing out that you never know. You can now find all my full podcast interviews, specials on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com at Mark Levin Show. YouTube.com at Mark Levin, L-E-V-I-N Show, or search Mark Levin Show on YouTube. It's that simple. Our numbers on YouTube are skyrocketing. I think I've mentioned this once or twice tops over the past six months. The podcast probably every other month. The point is this. Technology has advanced so far. Where nothing can come between you and me. I want to thank the loyal, supportive affiliates out there. And we will continue to support you fully and completely. I want to thank you very, very much. But if a time comes when an affiliate here or there decides to do something else, which I think is quite foolish, then rather than my being on their platform, they will become a competitor. Because obviously I will use this microphone I will use my extensive social media. I will use my Blaze platform and my Fox platform to explain how you can get around that decision because we cannot allow a single owner, a single general manager, a single program director to destroy our relationship. That just isn't going to happen. I've been doing this too long. I want to get into something else. Look, we see what's going on on MSNBC and CNN. We see what's going on in the New York Times and the Washington Post. These are not media outlets. These are propaganda outlets. These are scribes and mouthpieces for a centralized Marxist country, state. These are outlets and mouthpieces for the Democrat Party, which embraces every radical force in this country. They vote Democrat and they are Democrats, whether it's the Islamicists, AKA Islamists, or the Marxists. They have a very big tent, they're very proud to say, very diverse. Oh yeah, they'll take Islamists, they'll take Marxists. As long as you're not an American supporter and you speak out for it, they will accept you. The Democrat Party is not a typical political party in any sense of the words political party. It is a wrecking ball. It is an alien force within a free country that seeks to destroy our history, our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, our economic system, our sovereignty, our currency, our educational systems, and you name it. It is an evil, diabolical party. And in order to advance this cause, it has to lie. All autocratic parties have to lie. All autocrats have to lie. Whether it's an Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, whether it's a brutal, genocidal, communist regime in China, they have to lie. And that's what they do all the time. They have to change the language. They have to change the way you think. That's why they're trying to take over education from parents. That's why we have tenured Islamists and Marxists and other reprobates in our colleges and universities. That's why our media are filled with these people who come out of our colleges and universities or come out of the Democrat Party. All you have to do is watch them, and they could be on The View, they could be on The Today Show. They can be on CNN, MSNBC, they're everywhere. They can be columnists, opinion writers, news writers, for the disreputable New York Times or Washington Post. These corporations have histories of anti-Americanism, of anti-Semitism, long histories of lying and promoting, like the Praetorian Guard, the Radical Left Agenda, and Democrat candidates. Conversely, they have long histories of trashing Republicans. They trashed the hell out of Ronald Reagan. They pushed Nixon out of office where Nixon didn't do one-tenth of what Kennedy did, or Lyndon Johnson did, or FDR did as presidents—not Not one-tenth. And in the case of Donald Trump, there are Using all the tools they have, all the propaganda methods, repetition, the big lie, emotion that they possibly can to destroy him. So far, they have failed. They've literally been at this for almost a decade. They and their party, the Democrat Party, with impeachments, with criminal investigations, and now, of course, so many charges in so many jurisdictions, in front of so many corrupt judges appointed by Obama or Biden, that they feel, they feel that this is the time, this is the place, and in particular, they're looking at Washington, D.C. and Judge Tanya Chunkin. Who is an Obama appointee who is utterly and completely unethical, in my view, in every respect? They brought in their hitman, who's not only unethical, he's been admonished by the Supreme Court in a unanimous decision, pointing out that he's unethical. A million lawyers in this country, and that's who the Department of Justice chooses to investigate Donald Trump. He's the prosecutor. Chunkin's the judge. The jury will be picked from a jury pool in Washington, D.C. that voted 94% plus for Joe Biden. I don't think any dictator on the face of the earth has gotten a 94% vote. Then, of course, the media in America. On freedom of the press. Because that's who these people are and that's what they are. I want to strongly encourage you, we only have eight more shows till the break, to grab your copies of The Democrat Party Hates America and American Marxism. Put a rubber band around the two books. They're basically like Alexis de Tocqueville's Democracy in America. Those were actually. Two volumes, but they're sold and published as one. And perhaps that's what I should have done with this book. But it doesn't matter. You won't find it at Barnes & Noble, you won't find it at Costco, but you can find it everywhere else, particularly on Amazon.com. In the two books together, you'll be doing yourselves, your family, your friends, and your nation a favor. Mark, that's kind of self-promoting well, how can I talk about the books that I wrote without talking about the books that I wrote? I don't need this money. I remember when people said the same thing when I wrote Rescuing Sprite. All that many, all of it. Went to saving, protecting, medicating, rescue dogs. People don't know what I do with my money. It's nobody's business. This isn't about money. The hardest way to earn a buck is to write a book. Trust me on this. If that's the goal, it's not worth it. But that's not the goal. Ideas of consequences. Ask the Marxists, ask the Islamists. Ideas of consequences. I want to remind you about Chapter 4 in The Democrat Party Hates America. And why am I going to this? Because the media today are in full propaganda mode as the state-run media trying to protect Biden and the Democrat Party in the Senate and trying to flip the House. Eventually, they want to flip the Supreme Court. They want iron-fisted, complete control over this society, and they're close to getting it. Any network like Fox or OAN or Newsmax, Any website, like Blaze, Breitbart, Daily Wire, you name them, Scoop. any conservative radio host, there's pressure, you know, on some of the affiliates and others who dare to stand out and say, stop. They need to be taken down and taken out. That's the way they view things. They don't want the competition of ideas. They want their ideas imposed upon you. If you want to see how this works, there are scores and scores of TV hosts and TV guests, executives, producers, CNN, MSNBC, and the others. All you need to do is listen to them, even briefly. But the person who best epitomizes this is not among the smartest of them, he's among the dumbest of them. But the things he says are so outrageous, so contemptible, so predictable, that it exemplifies what's taking place at the New York Times the Washington Post throughout the media, and of course, the media and the Democrat Party say exactly the same thing. And that would be Joe Scarborough. That's why he's promoted on Mediaite. That's why he's promoted here and there. Incredibly unhinged and stupid human being. But he says things that the Democrat Party and their state-run media want to promote. He's their go-to guy. Thomas Friedman's their go-to guy at the New York Times. And so forth and so on. Mark...
2: The Great One makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin.
0: Well, I didn't see all the debate. Obviously, the first hour we were on the air. But I saw what I saw, and then we went back and watched some of it. Right, Mr. Producer? And I missed... We did, in the third hour, some of the best part of it. Now, there's no question DeSantis won that debate. There's no question Haley came in last. Megyn Kelly has said the same thing. She looked like a deer in the headlights when he, DeSantis caught her repeatedly on lies, whether it was the bathroom and, and so forth, and gender changing. She's a lip. She's not even a rhino now. I've decided she's a lip. But that doesn't matter. Second was Vivek, and of course, uh, Chris Christie has a mental issue. He really does. He's slobbering all over the place. He's yelling. He's lecturing. If you don't agree with him, then obviously there's something wrong with you. He's very excited about the possibility that a rogue prosecutor and a rogue judge in a Democrat courtroom, that's what it'll be, might convict Donald Trump. He's very excited about that. He's a pig. I'm not talking about his looks. I'm saying He's a pig. He's a torpedo. And I'm going to predict that at one point he's going to get out and back Haley. That his supporters and his donors are going to say, get out and back Haley. That's my guess. But we'll see what happens. Chris Christie couldn't get elected dog catcher in New Jersey today. I love when they say it's a parent's right to mutilate their child. Is it a parent's right to sleep with their child? Is it a parent's right to rape their child? Is it a parent right to sell their child into slavery? And, and, and he pretends he's some kind of libertarian or capitalist. or so. It's bizarre. He has no philosophy. He says it's Reagan. No, it's not. He's a Bush guy. It's Bush. Why wouldn't he say that? Bush hired him at justice. Bush gave him the U.S. attorney's job. He doesn't even have loyalty to George W. Bush. He's a fraud and a phony and a freak. Now, I have to say this about Vivek Ramaswamy. He is entertaining as hell. Again, I want to make it clear, DeSantis was the winner. And not even close. He's got a record to run on. He's got a conservative record. He's got a common sense record. Nikki Haley does not. That's why she never brings up her record. Tim Scott had to bring up her record before. DeSantis has to bring up her record now. And then she lies. I never said that. It's on videotape, for crying out loud. Didn't we post it and play it, Mr. Producer? Yesterday. On the sex change stuff. I, I don't think there should be a law. I think, uh, you know. Okay. Why don't you stand up for your position? She's done the same thing with communist China. She's done the same thing with these corporatists. She did the same thing with Disney. But then we have this guy, Langone. He's sitting there, one of the billionaires from Home Depot. Not the good one. Like Bernie Marcus, the other one. Him and the other schlub that owns the uh, Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) Sitting there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I met with her and... She's the real deal, I know, I'm thinking about. in throwing in and endorsing her. He's a rhino. Ken Marcus is a solid constitutional conservative. I don't know what the hell the guy is with the Atlanta Falcons. It doesn't much matter to me. Anyway, I thought this was pretty interesting. Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy at the debate yesterday. Cut 25, Go.
1: You do this in every debate. I'll, just, I'll You say, exactly say what no, I'm don't right. interrupt me. I didn't interrupt is. you,
2: okay? You tell say this. You do to this to die. You go do this at every a. debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you out on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to I'll say what. Exactly what? i exactly I am not done yet. Well, this is nonsense. This is not a spirit. This is not a spirit of nonsense. This is the fourth debate the fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. let's
0: stop there. Let's stop there. So this clown is always attacking Donald Trump for the way he speaks, for how he quote-unquote attacks people. But this guy is a hothead. And what you should notice from this is his temperament. He gets very angry very fast. You can't have that in the White House. And he's sanctimonious about it. Sanctimonious. He says the man he respects is Ronald Reagan. Would Ronald Reagan ever say that? Would he? He'd have a funny line or he'd say something and so forth and so on. Go ahead.
1: To
2: that. I want to say something else. We're now 25 minutes into this debate. And he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence, not her position.
0: Oh, whatever you do. Here he's coming to the defense of Nikki Haley. See, this is a scam. He's going to wind up backing her. He's questioned her intelligence. Oh, OK. Donald Trump's been called Hitler. You don't come to his defense. Donald Trump has been called Mussolini. You don't come to his defense. Donald Trump has been called Stalin. You don't come to his defense. Mussolini. You're rooting a bogus prosecution of Donald Trump. Oh, but don't question Nikki Haley's intelligence. Why not? Why not? Everything's, everything's okay when he attacks Donald Trump. Everything is on the table when he attacks Donald Trump. But when you deal with Nikki Haley, you got to have mittens on, you see. How dare you question her? Her intelligence. Why is that over the line? He can live or die with his comments. People will like him or they won't like them. But why can't he say that? Why can't he say that? Like, Chris, I think you're a moron. Mr. Producer sent a inquiry, a request for Nikki Haley to appear on our show. And Mr. Producer, open your microphone, please. You don't have one. Okay. But but you showed it to me, and they said no. You reached out to Chris Christie's campaign for the 400th time, and they said no. And I'm sure all the media outlets will cover this. Ramaswamy contacts us from time to time. I put him on. DeSantis contacts us from time to time. I put him on. We actually contacted Christie's campaign. No, nah, well, you know, no, thank you. We contacted Haley's campaign. She's busy meeting with, you know, the Wall Street billionaires. Nah, she's a little too busy. Why? Go ahead.
2: Intelligence. She doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find. Look, if you want to disagree on issues, that's fine. And Nikki and I disagree on what, some. What is, what
0: is this? What is this? What is he there for? I mean, seriously, folks, why is he there? He's not going to be president. He's not going to be the nominee of the Republican Party. It's not going to happen. He's not even going to come close. He may squeak out a victory in New Hampshire. I doubt it. But why does that matter? He's not running a nationwide campaign. He sits at the same diner in the same cheeseburger every day. Well, I don't know that, but it seems like that. So he's running for president of New Hampshire. But why is he there? And who's funding him? Democrats and billionaires. To go on there and do what? To trash Trump. He's a phony and a fraud candidate. That's what he is. And then he gets up there. I'm in charge here, don't you know? I'm the one in charge here. He's more like Jackie Gleason. I love Jackie Gleason, by the way. But he's Jackie Gleason in character, if you know what I mean. The character, the bus driver. Uh, He's a buffoon. He wants to engage Vivek Ramaswamy. He wants to get attention. I mean, he's on TV all the time. MSNBC, CNN, some of our hosts on Fox love the guy. He'll go anywhere. But what is he running? What is he doing? Trashing Trump. That's it crashing Ramaswamy. Why? Ramaswamy, I'm just being honest, he's not going anywhere, not even as the second-tier candidate. Because this is the only way this is the only way he can get attention. Some level of relevance. But he's not relevant.
2: Go ahead. I'll tell you this, I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. <laughs> while we disagree about some issues and we disagree about who should be president of the
0: United States. Every time this guy opens his mouth and methane escapes, you can see why Donald Trump's decision not to go on that stage was brilliant. Was brilliant. Not because he's a coward. But because he'd have to deal with this loudmouth blowhard. Why lower yourself to that level? This guy pretends he's highbrow. This guy was backed by Peggy Noonan, who thinks she's highbrow. Now, does he seem presidential to you, America? He's losing his mind on stage. Now, if he's going to support Nikki Haley, just support her. Notice he doesn't run on his record either. High taxes. Pension system's about to die. Massive regulations. People leaving New Jersey for where? Florida. He's destroyed that state, just like this guy Murphy's destroyed the state. All the Democrats destroyed the state. Look, my wonderful mother-in-law, her home is there. For a long, long time. And she has said often, if I could... Pick up this home and this property and move it elsewhere. I do it in two seconds. I go to the little towns in New Jersey. I go to the delis. I like the corned beef sandwiches. I go to little bagel shops. I like the bagels. There's nothing like restaurants in New Jersey and New York. and so. But that said, you should hear what people say to me who recognize me. Blue-collar people. Working-class people. They cannot stand Christie. Or Biden for that matter.
2: Go ahead. Don't disagree on this. This is a smart accomplished woman, and you should stop insulting her. So I'm gonna
1: take this several times over. So first of
0: all And there we go with number one the wokeism, number two, sort of the reverse misogyny. There's Chris Christie standing up for the woman. Really? That doesn't help Nikki Haley. If you want to be president of the United States, you've got to stop this stuff about gender. You've got to stand up for yourself and speak. And if you know Ramaswamy is going to come at you, you should be smart enough and your staff should be smart enough to have answers, to have one-liners, to, to be prepared. You're debating. You've been a governor. You're a state legislator. You don't need Chris Christie to bull his way in. It doesn't help you. Chris Christie is kryptonite in the Republican Party. Chris Christie's not running to be president. He's running to destroy Donald Trump. That's why he's running. That's why he praises Jack Smith, the special prosecutor. That's why he praises Judge Chutkin indirectly. That's why he can't wait for a Democrat pro-Biden jury to to be set, to be seated. I've heard Donald Trump in one of the most horrendous abuses of power by any administration in American history to get him convicted, you see. Go ahead.
1: We learned three, oh, but... learn three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yeah. yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice
0: meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this You're race. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that so far, that's the best line of the primary. Don't you, Mr. Producer? Sounds like me. Mark
2: Levin. We're giving you nothing
0: but the best. The best of Mark Levin. Nihad Awad, the dipwad. He was at that meeting at the Marriott Hotel outside the Philadelphia airport in the 1990s, that was wiretapped by the FBI. He was one of the senior Hamas mouthpieces that talked about setting up propaganda operations, funding propaganda operations, influencing our higher educational system, influencing the media, and that they needed to set up a group, which he would run. And they set up that group. It's called Care, C-A-I-R. Which remarkably claims to be the largest Muslim civil rights group. Who voted them that? Nobody. They just make the claim and the media buys it hook, line, and sinker. Care, including this guy Awad, if that is his name. A-hole is a better name. He's been all over the media for 30 years. He's worked with Democrats on Capitol Hill for 30 years. The red carpet's been laid out for him. The Obama White House. CARE has worked with the FBI. CARE works with the Biden regime. And it's a Hamas front group. And they lie. All the time. Hey, boys that CARE, you don't like what I'm saying? What are you going to do about it? I've told you before, Discovery's a bitch. I will personally depose every one of you punks, get every text, every phone message, every document, every anything that you have. Because it's only through litigation that that can be achieved. I have no standing to do it on my own. But obviously I have standing when I have to defend myself. I'm like a spider for these people. I've got my web all ready to go. But they keep their distance. Because they're cowards. This group, they put out statements. They have their own website. Check it out. CARE.org, I think it is. They help organize these, these so-called protests in our streets. Can you imagine their phone logs? Who they call, who they talk to, which Democrats, which individuals overseas, what other organizations? Oh, my God. Can you imagine the treasure trove there, Mr. Beducer? So CARE is part of the Democrat Party, really is, effectively. CARE is part of the Democrat Party. They support Bernie Sanders. He supports them. They support Hakeem Jeffries. He supports them. <clears throat> Talib, of course, is an iconic figure to them. She's one of them. They put out a statement four days after the attack on October 7th saying something to the effect, well, we don't, we don't support any kind of you know, rape or targeting kids and sort of say, oh, yes, good care. And, of course, the media swallow it all. Why? Because they want to. They know all about care. If I know all about care, they know all about care. They know all about that lawsuit that is the charges brought in the Holy Land Foundation case. They know what's on the wires, the FBI texts, they're public. They know about the funding streams in and out of Uh, Hamas and the Hamas Funding Network, they don't do any program on it. Jake Tapper, no. Will Blitzer, no. Joe Scarborough, no. Why not? Because they support them. They're part of the Democrat base. They've been active at Democrat conventions. They've had their way with the Democrat Party and vice versa. But now, thanks to this group, memory that I've told you about, m e m r i dot org, right, Mr. Producer? We have more information, and thanks to our fr- thanks to our friends at Right Scoop for putting it out there. Here's what Nihad Awad, care director in the United States, care the Hamas front group, said at an event. Held by American Muslims for Palestine last month. Last month. And I am sure this will be played on the Sunday shows. Cut one, go. The people of Gaza only decided
3: to break the siege, the walls of the concentration camp on October 7th. And yes, I was happy to see people breaking the siege and throwing down the shackles of their own land and walk free into their lands that they were not allowed to walk in.
0: And by the way, I... notice the clapping seals. Free to walk into the land that belonged to them. Of course, twenty to 30,000 Palestinians who live in Gaza daily We're coming into Israel to work. And I challenge anybody to show me where this Palestinian territory and Palestinian state existed. Pull out your Bible. Show me. Show me! Or when it ever existed. Show me! This is an entire fiction that's been created to prevent... Jewish people from living on their indigenous lands. They're the only indigenous people who are treated this way. And they're treated this way by Obama and Biden, by Blinken and Sullivan, and the other a-holes. Go ahead.
3: The people of Gaza have the right to self-defense, have the right to defend themselves. And yes, Israel as an occupying power does not have that right to self-defense.
0: Hear this guy? He's an Islamo-Nazi. That's what he is. This is a guy that walks around on the halls of Capitol Hill. This is a guy that has attended hearings talking about Islamophobia and the like in America. This is a guy who Works with the Democrat Party closely in the past. Has worked with the FBI, Department of Homeland Security. Who's had access to the Oval Office? As the largest Muslim civil rights group in America. Who says? They say. Does it sound like a civil rights group? To you? Occupied. Sounds like Bernie Sanders. That bastard.
3: Cut to go. Gaza became the liberation source, the inspiration for people. Gaza transformed many minds around the world, including people who are not Muslim. What kind of faith these people have? They are thankful. They're not afraid. And Israel did not scare them because they knew that their heaven is in Gaza. And they'll stop.
0: What he means by that, as an Islamist, their heaven is in Gaza. The Islamist cause, the Hamas cause, the terrorist cause of worldwide worldwide conquer conquering the world, worldwide. That's the cause. Their heaven is in Gaza. You understand? Go ahead die they
3: will go to another heaven that is the faith of the people of gaza and that's why gaza and the people of gaza were able to transform everyone who's watching they have learned from these people and those who felt bad for gaza they don't understand the equation those who thought that the gazans are less than
0: those who can help them they are less- ah, you sound like an idiot yet Islamists, what what, what are you rambling on about in your broken English? What the hell are you doing in America with your Hamas connections? We know who you are, you jerk. And now you've been caught again, you rat Now you've been caught again. He's celebrating what happened on October 7th, folks. He's being applauded by these groups, whomever these Muslim groups are. American Muslims for Palestine. This is what's happened to our country. Individuals like this exploit our freedom. Use the corrupt Democrat Party media. Are embraced by the Democrat Party that will look for votes anywhere. This is the enemy. Not because he's Muslim. He's an Islamist. That's why. We had NS Freedom on this program. What a beautiful man. Zudi Jasser, another fantastic man. Both Muslims. And there are many, many others, including in Israel. The Israeli Arabs, most of whom are Muslim, support Israel but this slime ball crawling out from under his rock celebrating the rape and murder of teenage girls of senior citizen women celebrating it while putting out propaganda in their statements you know we don't don't support this sort of thing but when he's with people who share his ideology his Islamicism his true colors come out His true colors come out. How is it that this care organization for 30 years, Paul Sperry has done more excellent writing on this than anybody over real clear investigations? And I want to salute him. He's been dogged. In fact, Mr. Producer, even though we're running out of time this year, put him on the list. I want to bring him in. If he'll have us. This organization operates, exploits our country, exploits our freedom, our free speech, exploits our tax code. The Democrat Party embraces this part, this organization. Is Chuck Schumer going to hold a hearing about care? No! No, they're after the Federalist Society. They're after Clarence Thomas and Sam Alito and Neil Gorsuch. They don't have time to investigate care do they? Unbelievable. Sickening. But there you have it.